You're listening to A Journey in American English. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to a brand new week and a brand new episode. In today's episode, Chris and I want to talk about something that really shaped our childhoods and our teenage years in a very profound way. And that was the advent of cheap, accessible cell phones and how that shaped our communication. With that being said, here's the episode. Please enjoy. Welcome back. Welcome back, everyone, and good morning, good evening, good afternoon, or good whatever time I may have missed. Oh, that reminds me of that one newscaster. What's his name? Dan Rather? You know him? Oh, I know Dan Rather. I think, I don't think I ever actually saw him on TV, though. I think so. I think he died recently. Not like recently, recently, but I think over the past couple of years. He's a super famous, mm-hmm. uh, super famous newscaster. Speaking of which, um, I heard there are a lot of tornadoes going on in the U.S. at the moment. Oh, really? Yeah, because we always talk about the weather. Yeah, like there are tornadoes going on. Haven't you noticed or haven't you seen on on the news? Uh, No, my my state averages zero to one a year, and I live in the fourth largest state. (laughs) So they're nowhere near me. Well, I assume maybe you saw like on the national news. No, like a a lot of the like in the Midwest. So a couple in Missouri. And yeah, the the tornadoes are so heavy that they even made the news over here. So they've been talking about uh, the weather in the U.S. in Germany. Oh wow! Is, yeah, which is crazy. I'm 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 on the internet quite a bit. I'm surprised I didn't hear anything. If it was anything major. Oh yeah, it definitely was. Yeah, like a lot of tornadoes. So I was pretty shocked. A bunch of them were in St. Louis. So been checking Facebook, making sure everyone's okay. But, but yeah, so a bunch of tornadoes <laughs> going on. But here, the weather here is um, not that interesting. It's, it's cold. It's really cold. It's really wet, but there's no snow. But there is ice. So I have to, you know. The worst part. Yeah, basically, you know, like five in the morning, you get to scratch it off. So, mm-hmm. but yeah. Yeah, I, we finally got our first snow a couple weeks ago. So now. It was only the one or two days of snow, but that that's that ice stays around. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty bad. Um, well, I wouldn't say bad. It's, it's annoying, basically, because in, in winter, you have like an extra five or 10 minutes before you can actually drive because you got to pretty much dethaw your whole car. Yep. And uh, remote starters get a remote starter. <laughs> yeah, I don't you can't do that here. <laughs> So some cars come with them built in these days. I don't know. I think that's against the law here. What? <laughs> I don't see. So I used to have to work in a warehouse when I was, how old was I? I was, it was 17, 18. And I had to get up at around, I want to say three in the morning. And it was super cold. And so in typical American fashion, I would get up, go outside, turn my car on, go back inside and wait for like half an hour. <laughs> or like 20 minutes or 15 minutes and you know until the car was like you know you got to let it run hot yeah. and so you, you get back into your car and then it's all nice and warm and then you drive to work which is absolutely terrible for the environment um because you're just idling for like 20 minutes doing nothing yeah well even if you don't run the heat it is bad for your car to go from cold to running 
you should at least give it like five minutes in the morning, even if you don't run the heat when it's that cold. Okay, that's a that's a that's a good argument. I'll give you that. But um, so I know my mom used to do that. She would just let the car sit there for like 20, 30 minutes and then let's go eat breakfast or something. <laughs> and I was like, wow. I was like, for me, that was completely normal. But looking back on it, I'm not sure if that is, you know, the best thing for the environment. And so I always feel bad when I get into my car and I have to let it run hot for like five minutes because I'm just sitting there like doing nothing. Like it's a waste of gas and it's hurting the environment, but I can't see anything. So <laughs> I have yep. to let it, I have to let it warm up, but no, I don't think you can do uh, like that kind of, they take that here very seriously. Like when you get to like a railroad crossing, for example, you have to turn off your car or if you're just like, technically speaking, if you're sitting in your car and the car is on, but you're not driving, but you're, you're sitting in the car, the car is on and you are on your phone they can fine you for that because technically that that's, that counts as driving and you're not allowed to use your, your phone while you're driving. So, and there have been cases where people have gotten tickets for that. Like they're just sitting in the car, the car's on and they're buckled up, but they're not really driving. They're just, you know, they're waiting with the engine on, but they have their phone in their hands, which is against the law here. Like in most countries, you can't use your phone while you're driving. So, which. Wow. That's, st- that's steep. Yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of phones, so that kind of leads into, you know, our talk with it, which is definitely cell phones, which I want to say have been around since the 80s. Yes, in very primitive, large, brick-like forms. Yes, the Motorola, I think, was the very first cell phone from 1980. What was it, like five? I can't remember, to be honest. Um I'm guesstimating, but. <laughs> and it was a staple of the uh, 90s sitcom. There would always be an episode where a character got a cell phone and he was super obnoxious about it. And he's like, oh, I'm so popular. I can talk to people in time. And he'd get a phone call during anything and he'd just take it. And he's like, oh, I can't hear you. I need to go. Oh, I, I hold on. Let me move over here. I, I can't hear you. Hold on. I'm going to come over here. Yeah, that's... Okay, I can hear you a little bit. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny because, like, if you look at like '90s sitcoms, people use like these massive phones, and they want to act like, "Oh, I'm so cool. I have a cell phone. You know, I can talk to anyone." And for us, it just it just looks so like so dated, basically. Mm-hmm. But for them, you know, it was high tech, and I can't remember that because that was a bit before my time, even before you know I could even remember anything. But yeah, I'll start with the brick phones. My my mom had one, I believe. And she was like, yeah, it was like a couple dollars a minute. And it was a couple thousand for the phone. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, it was super... You know, something real similar to cell phones. They had car phones. Oh, my God. I can't believe I forgot that. Yeah. Car phones. Those were really cool. It was I like had... built into the armrest. Yeah. Yeah. Those were high tech. Do they? I think they still have those, though. I think that... I... they probably do in like some maybe like political vehicles yeah i was gonna say that i don't know where like it has to be like encrypted or it has to be a secure line they have that built high level politicians already have their phones encrypted yeah okay that's that's a good point but i do know some people do have car phones which like i i don't know why you would still have a car phone but yeah those are cool um i knew people who had those in their car and i was so fascinated by the by that by the technology but you had to have like a plan for that though. So if you didn't have like a, 
car phone plan and didn't work. So basically they were dead phones. They were just, they were built into the car, but they didn't have a plan. So you couldn't really talk. Um, but yeah, those are, I can't believe I didn't, I didn't think about those, but yeah. I, I only just did while I was on the, I, I want to say there was like an episode of Saved by the Bell or something where someone got a car phone. I didn't even watch that show. So I don't know how I remember this. Oh, uh, that was a good show. That was a good show. Safe it was always well. on a little bit before Fresh Prince, and I watched Fresh Prince. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Say about well, Fresh Prince. Yeah, those are good. Those are good '90s sitcoms. Yeah, we got to talk about those sometime. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think my first interaction with a cell phone was probably when I got to high school. So it's probably about like 15, and I had some version of the Nokia. You know, like the, the blue Nokia phones that were pretty much indestructible. I had <laughs> I had a cheap knockoff <laughs> from US Cellular. Oh, no. <laughs> and they, I think US Cellular isn't even around anymore. I think it was bought out by some other company. But I had one of those phones from them. And it was a cheap knockoff of the, off the Nokia, but it was just as indestructible. That thing <clears throat> fell apart so many times. And I dropped it in water so many times. And it was like this white foam with like, you know, like these squishy rubber buttons did you ever yep, have i remember them? those yeah so uh, it was like, older people tended to like those buttons from what i remember god those are terrible those are so bad yeah. but <laughs> but back then i was like wow it was a cell phone it was my very first cell phone and uh, super expensive super expensive not the phone the phone was cheap but the phone plan was expensive mm-hmm yeah, the, the worst part, the part you don't think about until you've already dedicated to a phone. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I begged my mom. <laughs> I don't know how old you were when you got your phone. I was probably about 12 to 13, somewhere in there. Yeah, I think I said well, I was about 14. Yeah, so you were a yeah. bit younger. Yeah. Um, so we both kind of, I assume, had the same childhood experience then of like, hey, I'm going to go ride my bike. And your parents are like, okay, which way are you going? That way. Like, okay, don't go past X. Oh, yeah. And that's it. <laughs> yeah, I had that too. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, you had to be home before the lights got dark or for the lights turned on. Yeah, that was pretty much our signal. But once I got a phone, I was, out to, I was allowed to stay out a bit longer. But usually it was once the lights, you know, the street lights, once they go on, you have to be home. That was basically my signal, like the bat signal. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I ever had that, but I never had any interest in being out that late. Um, but it but it was crazy how much uh, unaccountable uh, freedom kids used to get. Uh, and parents were just okay with that. And it was just seen as normal. Like that was seen as normal until like 10 years ago. To have you just a phone? Let your kids, you know, you just let your kids go out to play and they don't have a phone. Why would they have a phone? Yeah, that's... Yeah, that's pretty much true, but I think our generation was the first generation that actually had cell phones. So the so like millennial like as kids, not like you know per se, but like as kids, because before our generation, like you couldn't have a cell phone; it was way too expensive. Um, so I don't think people knew how what the effects were on children with respect to having phones. Because you had like cyberbullying through text message, or you had like sexting, which is you know sending explicit photos to people, um, or like cybersex on cell phones, you know, like all that kind of stuff that was 
pretty much uncharted territory. And now this is pretty much like the second and third generation of kids who have cell phones. So we're a bit, I don't want to say smarter. I think we're just as stupid as before, but we know what the consequences are of giving children phones. Yeah. And uh, kids go for the kill shot with those as soon as they can. I, I remember before I even had a smartphone, I just had a basic flip phone in middle school um back back then you know your calls you had a limited amount of uh, minutes and you had a limited amount of texts and uh i remember kids in my class would just send me like 100 texts you're rich i uh i i don't think it actually counts towards your limit when you receive them yeah because how could you get charged for something you receive but as a kid i didn't think about that i was just like oh my god my dad's gonna kill me oh my god my dad's gonna kill me stop sending me texts Oh, and they're I, like, oh, here's three more. I remember that. I completely forgot about that. Yeah, so if someone sent you a text, it was free. But if you sent a text, it costed money. Um, yeah. I think I paid 25 cents per text message or something, or 15 cents, which was astronomically high. And um, yeah, it was a basic feature phone. Uh, there, weren't e- there weren't even smartphones. They were feature phones. Mm-hmm. So the only games you had on there were like pre-built, like were, were built in. So I think what I had was Snake, like the infamous Snake game or not infamous, famous Snake game. That was was about it. But you, what you could do is send people like, uh, uh, what, what, do you, what do you call it? You couldn't, you couldn't send them pictures because like the, the camera, the phones didn't have any cameras. But what you could do is send them like digital pictures of like, roses or dogs so like kind of like pixel art basically yeah yeah and that 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 was pretty expensive (laughs) i I remember that oh yeah those counted as those are technically different types of texts i completely forgot about that yeah yeah so you could send pixel art and i would do that but god it was like 50 cents or something and there were like the classic um viral texts people would send around there were like spooky ones and oh i I'm only just now remembering all this as we talk and yeah, it's very silly and nostalgic. Yeah. The one thing that was really crazy was you had 140 characters, which is, you know, that's what Twitter, what's why Twitter had that. I think Twitter has 240 now or 280, but they had the 140 limit, which was technically the limits of SMS, um, which is still around by the way. A lot of people don't know that, but SMS still exists, but um yeah, so that was that was really crazy that it was so expensive. But I don't know if I ever I never had a, a smartphone when I was in the US. It was always a feature phone because the smartphones were too expensive. The first smartphone I want to say came out. Well, actually, there's Blackberry. Would that be considered a smartphone though? I'd say they were kind of the progenitor of smartphones. They um they were considered like the phone of like the businessman who needed to like be able to work on stuff on the go. I know they had like slide out full keyboards and that was a big deal. Um, Do you know what they, what they used to call people who are addicted to their blackberries? I do not. They call them crackberries <laughs> because <laughs> they call them crackberries because people were so addicted to their blackberries they were like it was like crack yeah the blackberries those were king 
I never those were but those were so expensive. Um, it was like like four or five hundred dollars to have a BlackBerry, and I couldn't. My family couldn't afford that. Um, I want to say in two thousand eight. That's kind of when smartphones started becoming a thing around that time. I so, had a f- go on. I had a f- uh, someone I went to school with. Uh, he had one of the phones with a big screen, and it like had like a, it like slid away and pivoted, and revealed like a full keyboard. And, and was, I just remember seeing the animation of it starting up, and I'm like, oh man, that's so cool. I think that was the dream phone from Android. I think that was one of the very first smart phones available from uh, provided by Google. Yeah, the HTC Dream. I think is what you're referring to. It might be. Yeah. And my friend had one of those and I, that was like, I'd never seen anything like that. And it was, it was crazy. Uh, and it was crazy expensive. That's the biggest point is most people didn't have access to any of this because it was so expensive. The very first smartphone, I want to say that revolutionized the market was the iPhone. And that came out in 2007. And I know that, Apple kind of likes to over-exaggerate basically when they say like everything's revolutionary, what they do. But I would, I would actually say that the, the iPhone is definitely one of the products they produce that definitely revolutionized the market because that was pretty much the death of BlackBerry and the death of feature phones. Mm-hmm. And it began the death of uh, MP3 players. Yeah, that's true. Although they're still around. You can still buy iPods. <laughs> but I don't know why you would. Um, but yeah, yeah, they, they actually killed off their own products by doing that. Because, oh, there was, oh, what was the other phone? It was the, um, it was called the chocolate, wasn't it called the chocolate bar from Verizon? Uh, uh, I, I got I to gotta look real quick because I can't think. I was going to say that sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah, let me check real quick. Yeah, so it was called the LG Chocolate. It was the LG Chocolate phone, and it wasn't a smartphone, but that was basically like the middleman. So it was no longer really a feature phone, but it wasn't a smartphone. And so that was kind of like the point where you were getting like a camera with your cell phone. And and the razor. I don't know if you remember the the the. Um, I think that the, might be what I had. The Motorola razor. Maybe I know I had. It was a flip phone, and I, I had a camera. Yeah, that was the razor. So, the razor was, like one of the best. Like it was, it was the iPhone, esque, feature phone. I want to say, and everyone wanted it. Like my mom got one through i think it was through sprint maybe and she got it on contract so it didn't cost us anything and i wanted it so bad because <laughs> it was so cool and she showed me he's like hey look you can play music with this and, and the idea of having music on your phone was like it blew my mind and i was super jealous but you know i was also super young so i couldn't i couldn't afford that yeah I think I want to say I don't think it was the razor because I was just looking. My flip phone had buttons on when you folded it on the outside of it that I'm pretty sure were for music, and I just didn't have any music on my phone. I I had no idea how to even begin to do that. 
Hmm. What was the name of the phone? I I cannot. I I, I did a quick Google search to, to look, and I could not find it. But I know it's not the Razor. No, like the so the so yeah. So you had like the Nokia. I can't remember the 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 Nokia something, and then that was like the king of of feature phones. And then you had the Razor, which was super popular, but also super expensive. And then you also had the BlackBerry, but the BlackBerry was more of a like a business oriented phone, I want to say. And it was super famous because of the fact that you had like this little trackball in the middle of the keyboard. Oh, and, I forgot about that. Yeah, and people would swear by the quality of the keyboard and the trackball. And honestly, it was a super good phone. It was super expensive, but it was super good. I actually have one, I think, somewhere in my basement because my mom gave me hers before I left for Germany. Uh, it's pretty much worthless now and it doesn't turn on. But um, yeah, that was that was really cool. And 2000, like I said, 2007 kind of rolled around. And I think like a couple months later, everyone at my school had an iPhone except for me. <laughs> I was so jealous. But the the original iPhone was, I think, $500 on contract, which was outrageous. Like everyone like made fun of the iPhone, mocked it, belittled it. But it turned out to be like one of the, like the best selling phones ever. And I got the poor man's version, which was the iPod Touch. <laughs> And you could you could make phone calls on the iPod Touch over internet, but you couldn't actually call real phones. But so you know, it gave you the feeling of I have an iPhone on training wheels, which was pretty much what the iPod Touch was. Uh, which you can still buy, by the way. You can still buy an iPod Touch um, if you're interested in that kind of thing. That is so weird. Well, I guess if people are willing to buy it, it's probably not that much harder to keep your production for it somewhat available yeah yeah i mean if people are buying it why not you know why not sell it so like yeah. leg legacy products basically so wanna... i'm i'm thinking back through my phone history mm -hmm. i had my first smartphone i got when i was 18 i think it was actually my 18th birthday present it was a razor it was an android razor and that was kind of the the phone line i kept all the way up until my my lat my most recent phone um because if at back then that was considered like a really good high-end phone like a lot of processing power and all those things mm. and then uh, we just kind of assumed that would stay the case and every two years we would just upgrade to the next version of it and then while we weren't paying attention it turns out somewhere along the way it became kind of the budget not so great phone <laughs> and so now we are um we're, we're all on Samsung in my family. Yo, you, you're, you're, you're on, so you're more of an Android fan. Yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> not, not a big Apple fan at all. Oh, that's terrible. I, 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 re <laughs> I respect, I respect uh, the innovation, but that's about it. Yeah. That's kind of, that's an interesting point because before like the smartphones, I guess, appear in the market, I don't know if there was like high brand loyalty. Because uh, I want to say a, a phone was pretty much was a phone, you know, because like Google and Apple kind of created these these cultures around their products, basically. 
you know, like fanboy or fangirl, if you will, if you will, mentality, mm-hmm. which didn't, I don't think actually existed with feature phones. I mean, you, you bought the phone because you thought it was cool, but you thought that this phone was cool and not like the company. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, but no, I'm definitely, yeah, I love, I love my iPhone. <laughs> do you, do you miss having a flip phone though, even a little bit? Yeah, I definitely do. It was so satisfying flipping it open. Yes. And closing it, closing Def- it and hung up the call. Yeah. I forgot that feature. Yeah. <clears throat> what It's kind of funny because, you know, they say history repeats itself. And so we started off with these huge phones in the 80s and they became uh, slowly, they became smaller, smaller and smaller and smaller. And at some point, I want to say around 2012, when the iPhone, no, it wasn't 2012. I think 2013, 14, when the iPhone 6 came out and they had a 6 Plus. And they were, there were bigger phones before that, before the iPhone 6 Plus. Like you had the, the Samsung, no, it wasn't the Samsung. Was it the Samsung? Samsung Note, I believe. And now phones are starting to get bigger. <laughs> And so phones are, are, are huge. Like if you look at like um, what Apple offers and like flip phones are making a comeback. So you have like the Galaxy Fold, which is, you know, it's a flip phone. And funny enough, Motorola brought out uh, a flip version or like a modern version of their flip phone. Like it's the Motorola Razor Flip or something. I can't remember what it's called, but it looks just like uh, a Motorola Razor, but the whole thing is a touchscreen, so it's it's the same form factor. That, I I was I thought that was so cool when I saw it. I yeah. wanted to get one, but I'm like, there's no way this thing is durable. No oh my way. god, it's and it's ungodly expensive. You know, it's it's like two thousand dollars. Yeah. So I uh, I always pick an OtterBox case, which is like the most durable type of case, because I try and take care of my phone, but I take it everywhere and I do everything with it. And I inevitably am going to have a couple bad drops and I've never had any damage with those type of cases. Yeah. Um, I always have a case, but I'm very minimalistic with my cases. That's also a thing with, uh, with older phones is you could, you know, drop them all day long and they, they would just, you know, work uh, without any problems. One thing I really miss is the ability to change your battery. (laughs) which I think has been dead for about like 10 years now. Yeah. Not even just changing your battery, but having a long lasting battery. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Like you would charge once a month, maybe. Yeah. Like I thought it was so weird when I got a smartphone, like, Oh, this is so cool. Oh God. I got to charge it every day. Yeah. they're Yes. Okay. Yeah. They're bad. They're definitely battery hungry. Um, That's uh, that's it makes sense. They're computers. Yeah, that's definitely true. One one thing that that always scared me as a child was accidentally clicking the internet button on your cell phone. Because going going on the internet on your phone back then was so expensive. They I think it, they did it like by kilobytes. So if you if you calculate the cost, just loading the Yahoo page would cost you, I think, like a dollar because it was, if you didn't have a plan and the internet was so slow on feature phones that it wasn't even worth having. 
Like it was a nice toy, but it was nothing you would ever actually really use. Um, I think internet on your phone is still really terrible. I hate using the internet browser. It's not a nice experience, but uh, it's a, it's a lot better than what it was like 15 years ago. Oh yeah, and I I, I beg to differ. I usually like let's see right now. I have nine internet tabs open on my phone. Oh, you're one of those people. You don't close your tabs. <laughs> I, I close them when I'm done with them. Like this is something I'm like, I, I keep them as like reference material. Like, oh, I might uh, need to come back to this. So I better keep this open. Yeah. I mean, if I can avoid it, I don't use the internet browser on my phone because it's it's such a pain. It's uh, but it's a lot faster. You know, it's, it's getting up there. But but yeah, back then. I really tried to use it, but it was just, oh my God, it was so slow and it was so expensive. So no one in the right mind would actually use that. And God forbid, if you accidentally sent a picture, um, <laughs> like which, which, which was, which was an MMS. So multimedia system, I think is the abbreviation mm-hmm. or service. I'm not sure. And that was a couple bucks per picture. But if you didn't I, have a plan. Yeah. If you didn't have a plan. That was the thing is they is they would let you do anything, but if it was outside of your plan that you were going to pay and like you had like a fixed number of minutes. And for most plans, if you were to call after, I think on Sprint, it was after 6 p.m., you could talk on the phone for free. So it would be like, hey, call me after six. So you would send a text message, which was cheaper and say, call me after six. So it's free, basically. And I always kind of laugh because nowadays you see these plans that are the so-called unlimited plans. You know, you have unlimited text and like uh, and, and minutes and whatnot. But these plans are so dirt cheap. Like that doesn't like all plans are unlimited. I think the only thing people are interested in now is in data. Like how much data do you get? Because like it's just a given that you can talk as much as you want nowadays or send as many you know text messages as you want, but no one cares about that. That's totally uninteresting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I have I have friends that are on a prepaid plan uh, for their data. And even when they run out of all their data, they can still use it. It is just like it's pain. like going 15 years in the past slow. Yeah, that's 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 how they get you. They say it's unlimited after to a certain extent. You know, like you can have like blazing fast internet up till like what, like five gigs, and then it just drops off. Yeah. Uh, I think my plan is, I think it's thirty gigs a month for like twenty dollars or something. I'm, I'm not, on I'm... a family plan with like a bunch of people in my family, mm. and we used to have a data limit, but there would always be someone in the family who would forget to turn on their Wi-Fi. So we would all get the text message like halfway through the month, like, hey, you're 90% through your data. Be careful. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I've two. been on Wi-Fi like everywhere I go. Who's not on Wi-Fi? And I call my dad and like, hey, check, check. Is, is the bubble that says Wi-Fi on? He's like, oh, no, I don't know how that got turned off. And I think he got tired of that and just upgraded us to unlimited. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it's a, it's a blessing and a curse at the same time. Um but I don't, I don't ever really use my internet like on my phone because I'm always at home. And is your, is your internet at home? Is that like throttled at all? Or do you have like unlimited landline internet? I mean, it's both. 
it, it gets throttled, but there's no data cap. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's so weird that, that they throttle your internet. Like here it's unlimited. Like they don't throttle at all. Yeah, um, ISPs are legally allowed to do it. They're not allowed here. <laughs> they're not allowed to throttle your internet. Um, I use like 150 gigs a month. So if they were to throttle that, I'd, I'd probably die. <laughs> yeah. Um, and here's something I think we might both be too young to understand. But, you know, when you go to meet someone out in public, you say, hey, we're going to meet at, you know, this Burger King over here at 5 p.m. Or let's no, that's that's too easy. Let's say someplace like in a downtown area. Like, hey, we're going to meet by this super crowded place at 5 p.m. Yeah. So you both get there around 4.50 to 5.10. And then you usually like send a text like, hey, I'm over by this bench or, hey, I'm over by this. Like, it must have been tough to find people back in the day. Like, even if you were meeting at a bar or something like that, and it's just a packed bar, <laughs> you're just going to have to like headhunt to look for people. I always imagine what that was like. And I always ask my mom, like, how did you guys meet up? Because, um, you know, my mom... Uh, is like 50 so you know she went through the whole not having a phone you know to having a phone thing and she was like well you would you know you would just like make out a date and meet up there and of course you had like you know you had landlines but i always imagine you know you go somewhere and they don't show up and so you can't call them because you don't have a phone because they don't exist and that just must that's maybe like a terrible feeling but no I, i never had that like i always had a phone i was able to uh, you know, call someone like, where are you at? <laughs> where <are> you be? <laughs> <laughs> I never, I never had that issue, but yeah, I imagine that was, that was pretty terrible. Um, oh, you know what? I actually did uh, remember an issue with my life where nobody had a phone and it ended up being terrible. Cause like when you're a kid, your parents drop you off at something, right? And they're like, all right, yeah. I'll be back in four hours. Yeah. So you're on your own for four hours. We went to um, a skate park in town because, like, some skate team was going to show up and have some pros there. And we got dropped off super early. I was dead tired. I I was not a fan of waking up early on Saturdays back then. And we waited. We waited. We waited. And I think we asked somebody, and they're like, oh, yeah, that was yesterday. Or that's tomorrow. Not today. So, like, oh, no. We ended up having to walk. Um, a few blocks in the worst one of the worst parts of town to a hotel ask to use their phone and get picked up early (laughs) i am so afraid of like not having my phone with me or my phone dying on me well yeah now it's like it's your lifeline to everything in the world Uh, that's that's the exact wording i was going to use it is it's like a lifeline and it's not that i'm addicted to my phone like i've deleted a couple apps so that i spend less time on my phone but you know, like what, what if something happens? Like what if I have to call someone? What if there's an emergency or what if I need directions? It's, it's, uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's a lifeline. I think that's, that's the best way to describe it. So you know, it's not even a lifeline. It's, it's everything. Like I do my, I do my banking on my phone. I can order food on my phone. I socialize on my phone. I can do work on my phone. I have my work email on my phone. I can play games. I'm like, you could lock me in a small room with just my phone for like a week and a little hole that I can order food through, I'd be okay. Yeah. I think that's not, that's, I think that's a modern illness though. Um, So my, my mom owns a bar 
And sometimes I work there when I come down. And I remember going into the bar. It was probably like three, maybe three, four years ago. And it was like a Friday night. And I, th- I would like to think the reason that people go to bars is either to be completely alone or to socialize. You know, there's not kind of like an in-between. You know what I mean? So you, yeah. either you go to a bar to drink a beer and you kind of relax or you go to a bar to drink beers with your friends or to find someone. And these two guys, they were probably like around our age. They went to the bar. They ordered, you know, like a case of beer. I was thinking like maybe like four or five beers. And they just sat on their phones the whole time and drank beer. <laughs> and I was like, well, they came in together. So they were obviously friends. They knew each other and they would talk for like maybe like one or two minutes. And then they spent the whole evening just sitting there, you know, texting on their phone. Like they weren't even like looking at each other, which for me is like, well, well, why would you even go to a bar if you're not going to talk to anyone? Like, especially if you go there with someone. And so I go on. I agree that that's a problem. Yeah. But sometimes, you know, I, I, I'm going to assume since you're married, you understand this. Sometimes it's nice to just be alone with someone. Like, you don't even need to talk to them. You just want to sit near them. Yeah, and that's true. Yeah. Kind of chill with each other. You don't really need to say anything. I'm not saying that's necessarily what's happening here, but. Yeah, yeah. no, you're you're definitely I'll, I'll definitely give you that. I, I do like being alone with people, <laughs> if you know what I mean. But yeah, I feel like people don't know how to socialize anymore because they're so like what really, like really, really frustrates me is when people like have their phones in their hands when I'm talking to them. You know what I mean? Like if I'm talking to you, I expect to have your full attention, you know, unless someone's like, you know, in the hospital or it's an emergency, you don't need to check your phone every two minutes. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I'm not always the best about that. I try to be. Um, and, and usually if someone's talking to me and I'm doing something on my phone, my attention split is more favored to the person talking to me, but it should just be all to them. Also what I will do, and I've done this for years it's mostly because um, every phone case I've ever owned has had like a soft rubber bit uh-huh. uh, near the screen. So whenever I set my phone down, because I don't want to hear like a clank, I want it to just not make sound. I set mm-hmm. it down screen first. So I've gotten in the habit of like, I'll sit down anywhere and I'll just put my phone down screen first, which I'm hoping is giving at least some people the message like, okay, it's here if I need it. And I'm going to check it every now and again. But like, you and me right now yeah yeah like it depends on how important or how involved i am in the conversation um if if i'm having a serious discussion with someone then i don't touch my phone at all i usually put it face down somewhere else um if i'm just kind of you know just shooting the shit just kind of bantering with someone and it's not a super serious conversation where i'm like highly invested in it then I might have my phone and look at it every now and then. But other than that, I don't really, I really try to avoid it, but I think it's a, that's a modern problem. But yeah, that's pretty much been my experience with cell phones growing up. Um, I think they're a blessing and a curse, I want to say. Yes, it, it, it also gives you a, it eliminates the excuse of being unavailable which I both like and dislike. So if, you know, if something happens at work, there's an emergency and someone calls you at 8 p.m. like, hey, 
this is happening right now. What do we do? Like, you have no excuse not to answer. Mm. Or if they send you a text, like, hey, I sent you a text an hour ago. There's an emergency. Like, what should we do? Like, not really an excuse to not know. So in a way, you have to be on at on some level at all times. Which I think is terrible. But like I said, I, it's, I it's, agree. it's a double-edged sword. You know, you're expected to be available 24-7. Mm-hmm. But... And, uh, man, the amount of stimulus... I can have at any time. It's I've I've gotten used to way too much, way too much stimulus. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely true. I got we we got to do a retreat sometime. I got to go to the forest. <laughs> that's that's see that's the kind of thing I want to do. But I like at any time I can get bored and just like oh what's the capital of Azerbaijan. And like, I don't know, let's, I, let me go, let me Google it. Let me read the Wikipedia page on that. I want to learn something like, yeah. like just I'll have that urge. Like if nothing is going on, like I just need, I just need new information. I just need new information right now. I need it. Yeah, I, that's true. I hate not being simulated by anything. So I'm so, I think we're so afraid of being bored that we want to be instantly gratified. So we have to have everything now and as quick as possible you know that's why we have like one day shipping (laughs) yes i would i would kill to be able to be at peace doing nothing i very rarely can be but when i find it like i just like enjoy it but it's hard a good book that's nice a good book yeah but that's all i that's i'm pretty much i'm pretty much done i got nothing else to add i don't know if you have anything you want to add before we go um no, I don't believe so. I think that's that's just about everything on the the purely cell phone part of things without going too far deep into the all the the apps and everything like that, which I think I think we've talked about that kind of stuff before. Yeah, so I definitely. think we're good. Yeah, so that was yeah, so that was pretty interesting and hope everyone else enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed talking about it. Uh, as always, if you want to contact us, you know where to find us. Feel free to shoot us an email and uh, take care and see you next time. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye.